What up, people? Yes, 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 yes. We are here. It is 3HL. We are in the building. And we are one day from the weekend. One day. And one one day more, Babs, away from the travesty that was going on on Saturday. So we get to. There you go. There you go, Babs. Yep. But you know what? We got a lot of things to cover today. Got a lot of guests. We got Savage Life himself coming into the studio. Well, not coming in the studio. You'll be on the show. Though. I was going to say, what? He's coming in person. Well, guess what, Babs? I usually go in for them on Tuesdays. Yeah, I drive all the way from home. But they give you breakfast. They do give me breakfast. Yeah. yeah. I give them a snack. I mean, I, w- I, I might consider driving in <laughs> if they're going to feed me breakfast. Hey, you know what saying. I'm saying? Yeah. And it looks good. And it's like we, good breakfast. See, great breakfast. And we got some things to cover with our guy, Greg Cosell. I listened Woo. to the install okay. last yep. night. Yep. So a couple of things that I definitely want to hit on with him and get his take. I want to completely, I want him to break down formation, routes, mm-hmm. all of it for that first interception, that yep. first Ryan Tannehill interception, because that's what I continually point to yes. when I say, yes, Ryan Tannehill looked down his receiver. Yes, he needs to be better. Yep. Yes, he probably doesn't need to throw that ball. But right. but when we go after the lack of creativity offensively and the play call yes. and the options specifically on that, yep. that's what I want. I want Greg Cosell to just break all of that down to get his take on it. 12 personnel, yep. two receivers right. right. I want to see his take on what he was watching. And I think that's going to be fun. A fun yes. breakdown. It'll yes. lead to some things. So that'll be what? 420? That'll be Greg 420. Greg Cosell will join yep. us. And so. we got somebody else. Who's Ooh. the third person? Marshall Falk. Huh? Oh, the former Super Bowl. Hey, man. That guy. Jumping, jumping we got this, the mayor, too. Yeah, man, jump in this chair, man. I don't Yo, like jumping this thing. Hey, there you are. Hey, uh, real, <laughs> real quick, prayers out to whatever happened on 65, man, because they have completely shut down the interstate uh, going both ways, uh, oh, south wow. of the city. So um, Donna and I were talking on the way. We came the same way. Uh, she had a little uh, head start uh, being. Good uh, thing he that, called me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here for another hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, literally, like on ways it says, you could go 65. It'll take two hours and 20 minutes from yes. Cool Springs. And uh, so I left Cool Springs about two o'clock, got here in an hour and five. But uh, anyway, uh, so they shut down the interstate. I have no idea what mm. happened. Uh, but if you're if you're going south of the city, 65 north, south of the city, it's shut down at Harding. Uh, but the traffic is at a standstill all the way, almost to Wedgwood at this point. So, it's um, press uh, fi- Yeah, yeah. So find a different way. Uh, Edmondson Pike was pretty clear, but uh, then you're dealing with you know normal street traffic. But anyway, yeah, it's gonna be a fun show. I listened yes. to the install last night too. No, actually, this to. morning. Um, really, really good stuff from Cosell about what happened in that game against the Bengals, and we could probably hit on you know AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game with him as well. Big savagery, Ramon Foster, as you mentioned, and uh, former Rams and Colts running back Marshall Falk at 445. And um, Marshall. It's an officer involved in shooting. Oh, is that what it is? That's ugly. Mm. Man, all parties are all right. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, that was savagery with the uh, news update. Thanks, savagery. All right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Zone TV, Twitter, Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitch. A lot Twitch, of um, NFL. Thank you, Don. Uh, we missed that. Um, while you were gone, yes, we do. a lot of NFL bits of news with uh, head coaching things going on 
um, around the league, and it looks like it's a cluster down in Jacksonville. Yeah. Big shocker there. Oh, ooh, it's a rewind. Groundhog so, Day. Power struggle. It looks like uh, <laughs> if you want Balky and Vic Fangio, uh, that, that possibility is out there, or Adrian Wilson and Byron Leftwich. So Byron Leftwich, apparently to take the job, he wants uh, Adrian Wilson, who's at uh, the Cardinals in the scouting department, as the GM. So that's kind of where we are. Uh, and we know that uh, there's a report out that uh, – Byron Leftwich will interview with New Orleans. Oh wow! So, um, what, what? What? Like Jags fans? Just talk to any mm-hmm. of them. They can't stand that Balky guy. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what's, I don't know anything about him or yeah. what's going on there. But uh, Jags fans don't like that dude. So, <laughs> guess what? When well, Jeff says, Fisher's off the market. Yeah, he's apparently. gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a job. He is uh, going to be coaching. Is it Michigan in what the is, USFL? Yeah. 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 I love this. Michigan, by the way. something. It was, it was a funny you know name. How fun Jeff Fisher is going to be in the USFL? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to have to- fun. The picture they put out there, the, though, like I me, so I tweeted that Michigan story. Panthers. I retweeted that story, and somebody immediately sent me like, "How did they already get a picture of him losing? Like, because <laughs> he looks look like he's face. got a scowl in this picture, and obviously they took it from some other." Sometimes you just got a scowl. Yeah, and then they photoshopped all the Michigan, you know, junk on him. But um, yeah, I that's a that's <laughs> that's interesting. So Fishbone's back in it, back in the saddle for another ride. You know what? Coach Mac can go and and just play and have some fun in the off season. <laughs> but none of this. Oh, I'm going to be. Yeah, you know, we need you, Mac. Don't you dare. Go, go enjoy your off season. Maybe coach a little USFL. That's good. We're good with that, Coach Mac. But uh, well, not long. Coach Mac is holding it. that on his sleeve. Oh, he's known forever. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Go balls. My bad. <clears throat> what happened last night? Oh, uh-huh, nothing but a gut. Get, get, look, Dana. You get, you get out of here, little Dana. Get in a little pond. I've been saving it. What was, I'll, I'll tell you this, though. What was Tennessee favored by in that game? It was nine and big, wasn't it? Yeah, nine and okay, yeah. that's what I thought. I lost. But I won lose. at the same time. Right. See, that's the thing when you win the game, that, actually. That's a good That's a, that's a okay. good feeling. Yeah, sometimes right? when you win, okay. you really lose. And sometimes when you sometimes lose. Sometimes when you lose, you really win. Hey, man, I, and guess what? I feel good. <laughs> I wore my Tennessee stuff. I was worried about Slay Dog. Like, that's different. But get, no, what? other days. No, nah, Babs, it's a special day. Okay. This, this yeah, they did not cover I was nervous about nine and a half because of Tennessee's offense. Yeah. But you know what? If Kennedy Chandler doesn't turn that ball over with them last two minutes, a free turnover, they were going to go up eight, get a stop. Then Florida was going to have to start fouling. And just like Vandy, how they covered against the Vandy game, they were going to cover at the free throw line. I would have been super excited. But it was all good. I I saw – Apparently, somebody going after uh, Kennedy Chandler, and you did not approve of it. No, I did not. And is I got that what I saw? Today. Yeah. Okay. Anytime you read it today, Mayor, I want to get into it. Any freaking time. Who went after Kennedy Chandler? Man, so somebody Except said fans. a hot take. Hot take fan. Hit on there. Um, I'm really surprised that Kennedy Chandler not really living up to the hype. What? I said, wait, wait, wait a minute, man. And I listen, I do not... I only respond the to positive one messages. In, in America, was two of fifteen from the floor in the Dude, last time he li- played. Listen, listen I here, mean, man. Listen here. What is, is he a bust? So I asked him, "What is not living <laughs> up to expectations?" That's what I need to know. So he came back with another answer and said, "I expected him to have games like he did against Colorado." I said, "Now you know he had twenty-seven. You expected 
him to come in and average 27 points and live up to that. Man, listen, I was a That'd senior a and average 21. I was 21. I worked hard for that. You were dominant. The leading score in the SEC averages 18 right now. <laughs> you want him to average 27? <laughs> in a non-running style offense? Are you, was it, was are you serious? Was this a Twitter thing? Yeah, man. And I, I hate, hate stay, I hate stay, I went down there, man. That, man. I hate I went down that hole. Not, I don't, usually don't, man. Not don't stay off Twitter. I'm just saying stay off that guy. I don't know how it got <laughs> me, man. I was just, I, I couldn't stand it. But guess what? I got some stats for you. Got some stats, but you want me to hit them now? I mean, we got a couple listen, of minutes. All yeah. right, listen to me. Kennedy Chandler not living up to the hype. Okay. He's top five in assists in SEC. Yeah. Freshman. Really just tied for fourth, but I'm saying top five. Top two in steals. Top 11 in scoring. One point behind Santi, the leading scorer of the team, yeah. who's been there three years Yeah. and shoots a lot. Yeah. Threes also. Top six in field goal percentage. Which is impressive for a point guard. And the shots he going to take yeah, off balance and he's short? He's 60-plus percent man. at the rim. Stop it. As a point guard. Stop it. So why? Okay. Here here comes the outside. And this Bring is needed. It. This is needed. So just why is that a thought that he's not living up to hype then? What is it that's missing? I think it's crazy Twitter what guy. what he's doing that's, right I, now. I, I want to know. He said he, he said he, he's the consistency of it. But how do you how are you not consistent if you're in these categories? And I know it's a lot more than the numbers, but I think I think what happens is when you watch the game and you see coach Barnes getting on the Kennedy, he does this with all his point guards. Mm-hmm. So and then the, the That's how he coaches. Yeah, turnovers, but you He's see turnovers like that in one yeah. game. The man's only averaging two point three turnovers a game for a guy that's handling the ball, playing more than thirty minutes a game. Like the entire game. Come on now. I mean, just don't you gotta you gotta pull back and look at the entire landscape of yeah, it. And understand. Night, like it's seventeen and five. Yeah. Like and then when the ball just cause he got on him, he had he had some bad turnovers. He did. Well, when and the game came down to that's it, that's what it is. When the game came down to it, you know what Barnes did? Hey, y'all, move, Kennedy. You got it at the top. Take us home. Get out the way. So it's. I mean, you feel what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. gonna get on because that's what he does. But don't take that and run with it and say he's being inconsistent. It's not inconsistent. Now the only people that have been is consistent those- is Santi, Kennedy, and Ziggler. Them the only three. Josiah's been up and down. Fulkerson came back yesterday. Euros has been good since he's been. Um, thrust into the lineup, but they five and three in the SEC in third. Slow down. How about Ziegler <laughs> at five foot nothing with six rebounds last night? Like, like the- here's the thing though, Slay. They won by seven. The line was nine and a half. So Tennessee yeah. has one more three. That's you start too. thinking like that as a as a game? No, nah, I I, I don't with game. them because I, I get too emotionally attached. But <laughs> but don't don't take it as inconsistent, man. Like if you're gonna talk about consistency, let's pull out focus and then say zero zero five two three four ten twenty seven yeah. twenty four. But now that three, I've been two, one, now like, that I've been around Babs coming off COVID, I wonder if it's simply that. And it could be like he's. Like, could you go out there and play? You you play volleyball recreationally. Could you go out there and play right now? Oh, heck no. Right. But, but guess you, what, though? And you've been like, testing negative for a while. Oh, yeah. I struggle to walk up the stairs right now, still. Listen And to I'm me. like, now, I'm not. I'm not collegiate athlete shape anymore. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> but, like, I like to think I'm in, I, I was in decent shape. And no. I, yeah. It. 
that, it affects everybody differently. It totally does, without question. But I also say, don't put a wounded duck out there if you don't want the duck killed. How far out is he from COVID? <laughs> this is uh, him and Kennedy got it at the same time after weeks. the Arizona game. Couple weeks. Remember yeah. they set out the Alabama yeah. game. Set out the Alabama. And out and the game after that they By were the kind of. Eh. How did Alabama lose to Georgia? Man, are you What's talking, going about, on you're down talking about now? Now you, you go. Now go look down there, Mister Hot Take Guy. Talking about some inconsistency. <laughs> And then they said, man, he need to come back. This is what really got me. Well, he need to come got... back to school because he'll develop more. Oh, my. What are you talking about? No, he's not coming back to school. You come back to school, your draft stock going down. It's a fact. Lonzo on YouTube. Twitter is just hot garbage. It's toxic. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I usually don't go down there. But I was active yesterday having me a nice cigar. Boy, you could uh, you could argue. Like, if you're a Florida fan, you're pissed off about how that game changed. That's true. Because it all changed on a call that was not made That's on true. a three-point shooter that got tackled. That's true. And one was, that got uh, us beat at LSU with that hook and hole. Grant Williams, they got him like that. It was pretty chirpy at the end, too. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you do love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, we don't like you. You don't like us. Go on, get, get Gator. Get. <laughs> I mean it. All right, uh, we need to take a break. Uh, Big Savagery, Ramon Foster will join us when we come back. We'll talk uh, Titans football. Also, uh, he played with Big Ben for a number of years, and Roethlisberger retired uh, today. So we'll talk with him next. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. The zone. It is an officer-involved shooting on 65. Uh, that from the Tennessean interstate shut down. Uh, Babs and I got got on the interstate at um, Harding, going north. Empty toward the city. It was weird. It was like one of those movies where like uh, um, all the people on the planet get killed except for like one dude. And he's like walking Why around. Do you immediately go to weird stuff. That's what it was like to me. I'm, I'm I looking at my nah. rear view mirror. There was nothing. I got something weird for you. What? You remember when I was driving the trucks? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and bring Savagery in. Yeah, to, bring him in because he know. I sent him a message. This is Ramon Foster. Because it could have been my last time talking to my boy. What? Yeah, man. Like, so I'm going on the interstate and it's empty. Or should I save this uh, story for spring, summer? No, hit it. So I'm going down yeah, the interstate. You now. already started it, dude. Come on. <laughs> I can stop it always, Babs. <laughs> I'm going down the interstate. It's empty, and all the all the cars on the interstate going to Florida. On this side of the interstate, they're they're everybody's evacuating. And I'm like, man, they done, I'm gonna make it in time to get to my drop and everything, man. I'm gonna be all right, man. <laughs> so I'm still going, and I'm like, darn, why ain't nobody ain't nobody behind me? I'm or literally nothing? the only guy in the room. I'm the only person out here. Man, don't you know they evacuated the state? That's the time it was two years ago or three years ago when they were finna have that hurricane. Hurricane, down there. yeah. And guess who was headed down now? It was Hurricane Slay. Hurricane Slay Did was nobody let you know? Nobody let me know because I'm not like I got my phone. I ain't answering the phone because I got my music, got the aux cord plugged up there. So, so you I'm just called, jamming. You called your brother. You called Ramon. Yeah, I said, hey, dog. Man, what's going on? And my boy told me. You know what I mean? Then I called Chris. She told me. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just driving down here to the hurricane. Like this don't make sense. <laughs> And yeah, I got down there and then I, I was able to sleep and then get on back out of there. So, I, I, hey, I played with fire and I won. The Reaper, Ramon, Zero, were you Slay, like, one. Slay, do you not watch the damn news? <laughs> I'm just going, man. Just out the road. I had like Florida teammates, so of course I'm already in on it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, like that's just savage for y'all. Like he he just go. Listen. He was in a truck, man. 
he just went. I'm just like, where you at now? I'm, yeah. in, I'm in Connecticut. My like, mother called me getting out of practice. I, I could be anywhere. <laughs> You're still no like that, that though. <laughs> I'm still I'm like that. I'll be me and Ramon, you know, like, we hooked up at, uh, like, our kids were playing the same uh, baseball park, and uh, I texted you. I'm like, where are you? You were in, like, Hickman County watching yeah. some kid play basketball. Yeah. It was like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what else Ron does. So I met up with my wife after work today, right, and uh, we're listening to 104.5 The Zone and 3HL, y'all, uh, promo runs, right? <laughs> and it was the one that said something about ifs and fifths. <laughs> and Ron said, only people that care about ifs and this is the people on the corner. <laughs> and Keisha looked at me and she goes, sometimes you, you and your brother, y'all just come up with sayings and I don't know where you get them from. And I question if they work every time. <laughs> I've never heard that. Soon, 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 soon as he says, soon as, as he says that I, I'm in the truck right now. I'm about to park, by the way. I'm being safe. I'm in the truck right now, and what's crazy is Ron does it again. He said, you said just a second ago, now, now, unless you want to put a lame duck out there and get it killed, then don't do it. I'm like, Ron. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, Savage. Who, who puts a lame duck out there? And then, matter of fact, who was killing it? Hey, I guess what? It might be do it. That's all I can think of. It might be um, do it. Ramon Foster with us on 3HL. You catch him weekday morning, 6 to 10 on yeah. uh, on 104.5 The Zone. Jay Martin, Ramon. Uh, Dawn was talking about how she needs an intro. Uh, it, well, uh, Ramon Foster has an intro. Mm -hmm. I think this is I it. Know. Who the hell are you? Ramon. Yes. You know. <laughs> Say my name. Ramon. What? Say my name. I don't have a damn clue who the hell you are. Yeah, you do. <laughs> do you respect the bad guy? Ramon, Ramon. There he is. He's Ramon Foster. Oh, oh, man. We haven't even played uh, Slay's new intro yet I today. Guess me and you are the only ones that don't have one. Yeah, we don't need one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> be, cool. everybody hey, be cool. Um, <laughs> Ramon, we have you on every Thursday, and, and we, we love that you carve out time for us, and uh, we certainly appreciate that, and we love talking about how great Jay Martin and Ramon is in the mornings, and for people that uh, haven't listened, they need to, um, and for those that don't listen enough, they need to listen more, all of those things. Uh, but today, mm -hmm. great timing, man. Uh, Big Ben, no surprise to you, I'm sure, but uh, officially retired yeah. today. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on that. Man, one heck of a career. That's, that's one thing I would say, man. Whether you liked him, disliked him, you knew he was going to battle. Yeah. You knew when he walked into your stadium that, man, here come those dudes in the black and gold because they got Big Ben. And that's all you needed to say. You know, everybody got a uh, – I guess some of the legends have, like, one-word names. You know what I'm saying? You mentioned Prime. It's Dion. Right now, let's be real. You mentioned uh, Pat or Patrick. You know who we're talking about. You mentioned Tom. We know who we're talking about, and, you know, you mentioned Big Ben. You know exactly what comes with that. You get a guy that spent 18 years at one place that was, I like to call the ultimate competitor. I didn't care if we were, you know, shooting hoops in the, in, in the locker room, playing cards, or, or throwing darts. He was going to compete, man. And that's one thing I try to tell, you know, kids that are coming up. Like, if you're going to want to be one of the greats, like, I'm not telling you to just knock everything over whenever you're competing, but those special type of dudes, they grind a different type of way, and that's just how he was, man. I was honored to be a part of it. I text him today, and I'm not flexing anything, but he texted me right back and told me he loved me and the time that we spent together and stuff like that. And, you know, it was just really cool, but not just that. Spending, one, spending that much time in one city, you know, that's 18 years. He saw a kid be born and who's about to graduate high school right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> think about that as far as his career goes. And 
I'll say this. That's what every organization really wants. You know, they want a quarterback that can grow with their city, what Tom did in New England, uh, what Ben did in Pittsburgh. And, and you know what Kansas City wants with Patrick Mahomes is you want it to be your guy that's homegrown and that you can say, man, that was ours. He was ours. He was a part of our city and our growth. And not only that, for him to bring you a Super Bowl, you know, two Super Bowls, um, I think that puts you in rare air when you start talking about your legacy and whatnot. You you mentioned legacy, 18 years, and obviously uh, an exciting 18 years. And I think you can you can probably use the word tough and toughness yeah. as something to describe him. But what do you think is Ben's legacy? Uh, blue collar, hard work, um, not not conventional. Stealer way, man. Stealer way, yeah. You know, I try to be hesitant when saying that on Titans Radio, but if, if I say that, then you know exactly what it means as far as the way he approached the game. Like, to be hobbling back on the field and actually be hurt, to get knocked out and, you know, Ken, uh, who was it? Cam Newton. He was one of the quarterbacks there that brought, like, hey, they can't hit me like this. And I, and I used to laugh at it because I'm like, well, they always hit Ben like that, and he just keep on going. And um, I think now watching what Ben went through as far as those hits and staying in the fight, I'm glad the game did change because we all recognize the quarterback is the most important position. But to see him actually persevere or we've been in those situations where we need a drive or we're down 10 points and he just, hey, follow my lead, you know, and, and actually do it and live it like, that's his legacy more than anything, Babs, is that never die, always in it type of mentality. Again, it's 32 football teams in the NFL, and every organization wants a guy like that to whereas when you walked into the stadiums, you think to yourself, we got a 70% chance of winning every single game, if not higher. You know, and, and that's one thing I appreciated about it because of, you know, we had him. And I, I look back at other organizations – now, now that I'm out of the game, and that's usually the separator as far as getting over the hump and getting to those special games as far as winning, you know, your division and, and then the conference and making it to the Super Bowl or honestly keeping your organization relevant is having a guy that you know his legacy at the end of the day is say, look, we won a whole lot of games and we brought championships to the city. That's the legacy, Babs. Savage, man, let me ask you this. Can you think back to a time where you saw – Ben and you and everything that he embodied, you know, that's still away and everything. You think back of, of one time when you were like, man, we we may have to go without him one time, and he pulled the Superman, the Superman cape out, and and you, you look up and you're like, man, what is this fool doing out here? Yeah, it was Cincinnati. Mm. Uh, I, I was funny. I'm laughing at Pac Man. Y'all had him on last week, Pac Man. Those games, man, were some. Uh, those were some network changing games because of the way they were played and how physical they were, mm-hmm. uh, and how you played it. And watching Ben get knocked out of one of those games and a legitimate like lower leg injury, and he goes to the he goes to the tent. No, he goes in, in to, inside the locker room and he spent about two three series in there. And we're looking like, how are we gonna pull this frigging game off? And and then all of a sudden you hear a little. Look, look, chaos in the crowd, and there he was walking out of the locker room. And that crowd is booing, throwing batteries and spirit bottles. And, and all they did was it's one of those situations where in, in, in X-Men where you hit the shield and you get stronger. Yeah. Or, like, that's all they were doing is just powering up and, and powering up in. And I'd say that's one of the coolest things ever is to watch 
that game right there because Cincinnati had that friggin' game won so easy. They would have, they wouldn't even reach 31 years. Hey, they just did what they were supposed to do and not run to the tunnel, man. That's it. I remember it. I was there. Zach on uh, YouTube <laughs> says Jerome was a great stealer as well. Thanks, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rome Rome. Ramon got called yeah. Jerome by a caller the other day, and uh, it's kind of sticking. I don't know what's uh, what's going to happen there. It really is, man. <laughs> hey, as long as they call me something, as long as they call me, yeah, they calling all of us something. I don't know. It depends what social media uh, uh, area you go to. Hey, uh, how how what was Ben like in the huddle? Uh, commanding. Um, that's, that's one of the best things I liked about him is, is the fact that he, he, his leadership showed, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he never got a league MVP. He never got Super Bowl MVP, but you knew when he walked into the, to, into the, uh, the huddle and he looked every guy in his eye and said, Hey, let's go. You knew like it was a different switch that was turned on. Or if we were in a hostile situation in, in Kansas city or Baltimore, he was like, he look up at the crowd and tell us, Hey, y'all look. You know, it was almost one of those poetic type moments that he that he had about how he played the game. And again, it wasn't pretty, but neither is some of the stuff that we do either. You know, we just figure stuff out, and that's the way he was. It was very commanding. It was one of those situations where you knew who was the leader of the entire organization, the entire franchise, mm-hmm. and that was Ben. And it was so much so that even Coach Tomlin acknowledged it. You know, and or even Mr. Rooney, whereas, man, when you got a guy like that, the most powerful person is the quarterback. And truth be told, when, when that power struggle happened between A.B. Ben and, 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 and Le'Veon, that's where it came down to is because it, it was the idea that they were more contributors. And truth be told, Le'Veon was getting 1,200 yards and 600 on the ground, and A.B. was getting 1,500-plus uh, receiving yards and you know, just being able to break a score open 70 yards. And at the end of the day, though, I think management, coaches, everybody acknowledged that Ben's the guy. But, of course, this day and age of social media and, you know, branding of oneself, everybody wants their own their own flowers. And that's one of the things right there that um, I, I would say he was in our organization whenever it came down to him in the hole, him in the building. It went through seven. Everybody except offensive linemen, of course. You know, you guys are like the unsung heroes there. Um, hey, you you just went through this. You know, you, you put so much of your life and it's so much of your identity into football, uh, into being an NFL player, obviously 18 years for Big Ben. What What is the toughest thing he's going to deal with in not having the game, in not living that life? What's he going to struggle with the most? You know what? I think it, it, it's two different pathways, perhaps, to that. Um, I, we had Lee Smith on earlier today, mm-hmm. and talking to him, you know, former Buffalo Bill and, and, and Atlanta Falcons down there with Arthur Smith or was down there. But with him, Lee Smith was satisfied with his career. He's like, man, I'm done. I'm ready to do a family thing. Yeah, when July turned around, I'll probably think about camp. But it's the idea that I, I, I did everything I needed to. I honestly think that would be Ben, too, is he's done everything that he needed to do. Now, the other side of, of guys that struggle with that, Babs, is the guys that's not ready to go. It's the guys that feel like they got more left in the tank. I think we could all watch Ben, and I love him to death. But you knew that that tank was, was, was hey, you need a fill-up, and that fill-up is really retirement. Yeah. So I think he'll be good in it. I, I think the idea that, you know, quarterbacks do live a different life. 
he'll never have to fly commercial if he don't want to, you know. So it comes down to to him just being a dad, being a husband, and I hope we get an opportunity to see his personality, whether it's on TV or whether it's impacting with kids and stuff like that, you know, to make right decisions in life and stuff like that. So I think that's going to be his thing. Uh, he he doesn't have to worry about the hall. He's I, for sure, if not first ballot, he's definitely getting in mm-hmm. as far as Hall of Fame goes. And um, so it's, it's two different lives, Bab, and that's something that we'll probably have to talk about in depth because Ron will tell you this too as far as our conversations in my retirement. Ron knew I was done. Like I could play more, but I was satisfied mm-hmm. with my career. You know, and guys that continuously chase it or need that ego boost, those are the guys that struggle the most, or they go, you know, insular and and say, you know, what am I without football? I know what I am without football, and so does Ben, and you know, so does a guy like Lee Smith. You can walk away from the game and say, man, I tapped in and I tapped out the way I wanted to, and I'm good. And you know, some guys that don't have that established whenever they leave college, they'll struggle with it. But it's a lot of right-minded guys out there too that we'll never hear about that struggling like that. A guy like Tom Brady, too. I don't know if you saw Brady's tweet. He said, Ben, so good. <laughs> ben defied the TB12 method in favor of the <laughs> throw some ice on it method his whole career. Ended up an all-time great with six Pro Bowls and two Super Bowls. There's more than one way to bake a cake. <laughs> hey, I'm glad Tom said that because you'll have some parents or some kid that think they got to live by the TB12 method, and that just ain't true because, one, you don't have a million dollars to blow on it like that. But secondly, the people's <laughs> bodies are just different. Yeah. You know, like Tom spends like $1.5 million a year on his treatments. And, and oh some guys, gosh. like, I was just a, a, a bruiser like that. Like, man, I get in the ice tub, but, man, let's keep on rolling. I think, Ron, you were that way, too. Mm-hmm. Like, man, if I'm good, I'm going. Yeah. yeah. So you, you don't necessarily have to live that life as far as the, you know, the ends. Now you do got to take care of yourself, Good. but Tom is right. And I'm glad he actually brought light to that. <laughs> I mean, the damn pajamas are $200. I saw them at the Nike store in Chicago. <laughs> wow. I mean, let's just, let's just stop all that mess. All right. Uh, thanks. Big savagery. Appreciate you. Uh, six to 10 mornings. J Martin Ramon. Check him out at Ramon Foster. Absolutely. Love you guys, man. All right, right, when we come back, uh, there's a lot of talk about Bruce Pearl in Louisville. Well, he was on a radio show. And, uh, well, we'll just play what he had to say about that little question next. 3HL 1045 the zone, Brent Doherty. Don Davenport. William says, is Don on Zoom from an igloo? She's not on Zoom. She's live in studio. I am live in studio. She's evidently freezing. I am today. cold. I have my winter jacket on and a beanie. For those that don't know, I'm still getting I mean, I'm over COVID, but I'm not over COVID. Yeah, because you could test negative and then you're still like dealing like for me, I was still dealing with congestion. Oh, give me a break. You haven't done, you had like the easiest case of COVID ever. Yeah, Meanwhile, man. 12 days My later, system is fluid, baby. I can barely freaking walk up the stairs to get to work. I use synthetic oil in my body. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's running. Maybe smooth. I need to, maybe I need to hit the brown stuff more often yeah, or maybe. something. Well, yeah, come, on over. Well, I mean, yeah. come on over. Come on over, That was I mean, a Buffalo Trace last night from I mean, Red Dog Wine and Spirits. Just, Let's look at the stages of how COVID has affected us. It's like you've been hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. I, I 
tested positive one day and tested negative five five times. <laughs> the next five days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two days before, one day positive, three days after. Um, I was good. I had like a cold, but I was good. Slay Dog over here, last man standing. I'm just out here fighting. But guess what? I had it before all y'all. Yeah, you had it, it way back in the day, out, yeah. right? I did too. Way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, when it first you know, came out. Long. We've it been, been doing this years. thing for two years. Yeah, when it, when they first brought this thing out. <laughs> was back in the day. But see, we were in the in the house anyway. Like I yeah. didn't even leave my house for two. Mm-hmm. So it didn't see, matter. I did. Mm-hmm. I was out and about. I worked a full football season so for did. ESPN so when did. everybody else is in their house, and I never got it until now. You now know, it's the first you know, time. I, I wonder if this is why it's affecting you because you worked so much and like you were on the go so much and you never got any rest. So your body was just like your body said, "Oh, hey, COVID, what's up? Come on in here. Ugh. We're, we're going to sit this one down for a minute." And then it was like, "Oh, flu? <laughs> you want to come over and play yeah, come, too? Come, come on, on in. Okay. Let's Look go at, party, party, party and the party. Yeah, everybody, let's yeah. go. COVID, COVID got in you and just start jumping around, man. Yeah. Yeah. They should have never played that. They should play car. He ain't played, got no he, roof. So Slay, you miss this. He blamed the entire loss on the fact that they played jump around at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That's it. That's <gasps> the reason. That's they the reason didn't play about. car. Nope. Kind of nope. And everybody was saying it. I counted nineteen times. People said it when oh. I was walking through, and I had nineteen jump around. And it wasn't even just saying it to me. Yeah, like exactly. They also played "Welcome to the Jungle," which is the Bengal song. That's the Bengal song. Like. Oh, man. Hey, boy. Well, that's not good. Yeah, they call it the jungle up there. Well, they play that at Auburn, too, you know. Y'all like got, back, the, y'all got so, the jungle, though. Yeah, yeah, but if the Titans were playing Auburn, they wouldn't play Welcome to the Jungle, right. I wouldn't think. Like, back when <laughs> I was at Auburn, they play, it was uh, Cliff Ellis was called, Cliff now Ellis. I'm dating myself. Hey, <laughs> Cliff Ellis, man. I love Cliff Ellis. Hey, he'll sing you a song, that guy. Hey, yeah. I like that. But that was Welcome, that was when it kind of started, yep. like, Welcome to the Jungle mm-hmm. started and all of that, and Dude, now I, yeah, I, we are preseason when, number one yep, yep. when Chris Porter was yep. there before we beat he y'all got... There, yeah. Busted, yeah, yeah. Everybody beat us that <laughs> year. Y'all, but Chris y'all had Porter, a mob, I think though. he might still be in jail. I think we've had this. No, he's out. He's out. Now. He's out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I just always felt like he was out. Like he was high. They had a mob, like up in the air. And oh man, and dunk oh, really hard. I told you guys that story, right? I think I, what? I think I told it on air. David Housel was our athletic director. Yeah, Housel. We had the every single student athlete had to come together for a, like a. a kind of uh whatever student athlete wide meeting uh-huh. right and it was it was always like this drug a, testing right. and all of that <laughs> like just hey make sure you're doing the right things yeah. this and that or whatever yeah. so we all come together it's in the summer usually mm-hmm. most you know most athletes stay right um or the beginning of fall i remember yeah. it was like right it, we were in season i do remember that yeah. so I'm like kind of sitting in the front left of the room yeah. or whatever. They're like it's full because yeah. you've got nothing but student athletes. Chris Porter's late. Yeah. <laughs> comes in late, nowhere to sit yeah. except there's one seat next to me. So he comes in and this this whole thing was about drugs and don't do them and yeah. whatever. Comes in, sits next to me, high as all <laughs> get out. <laughs> smelling like pot. Smelling like it's gone. Comes to the front of the room. <laughs> 
Smelling like that for the don't do drugs drug testing (laughs) seminar for student athletes. I won't do them no more. Starting now. Really, dude? Really? Do as I say, not as I do. Let's go to the back of the room and stand. You're going to come. Like, David Housel was like five feet away Mm -hmm. from us. I I wanted to be like, don't group us together. It's not me. And he got the big house. I'm going to pick Dawn out of this, and she's the one. (laughs) That's too real. Is there a reason that I was drug tested? Every week, speaking of Auburn, uh, Bruce Pearl uh, being linked to the Louisville deal, and uh, there's been a lot of talk about that, a lot of smoke. Uh, So he was asked about it on the radio uh, from um, who was he with? uh, KJ and Max, yeah, Mm -hmm. um, on the radio. Listen, listen, do you have the question also and then the answer? So listen, listen to how he responds to this. Been something that's been trending on social media over the last couple of days. Obviously, Chris Mack fired at Louisville. You have been at predominantly football schools that you've turned into major nationally recognized basketball programs, but you've never been at a basketball first school. How do you feel about your name being tied or linked to an opportunity to coach U of L? Jay Will, I was at a basketball school. I was I was at uh, uh, I was at Tennessee. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's right, Bruce. Right. You're right. <laughs> Right. Uh, hold on. No, like... it was a women's basketball school. Oh! It, was, it was a basketball school. Hey, uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, uh, w- you know, listen, when you win, you know, folks are worried you're going you're gonna to leave. And, and when, when you're losing, they're packing your bags. You know, so you know, we're either coming or going. You know, coaches are least. Look, Auburn is a fabulous place. And, and, and it's been the best place, Jay that I've ever been where I can develop players. It's a small college town. The kids come here to grind. They're around other student athletes that are trying to grind. And um, we're about an hour and a half from Atlanta. And uh, there's a lot of good players. As you know, Jay, there's a lot of good players. So that kind of cuts it off. But like, so his answer was brilliant. Like when, when you suck, they want you out. When you're great. Everybody else wants you. Yeah. What His a great answer, way to answer that question. That wasn't an answer. I know. It was a yeah, no, you You're know not what? going that answer to answer was, it. That answer was, hey, hey, Alan. Hey, AD over at, at Auburn. Do you hear this answer? This is give me every single thing I want and what I want for my program or I'm going to leave. That's what that was. That's exactly what that answer was. Could you see him, at, could you see him at Louisville? No. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now I will say this. Slay, <laughs> it's like the movie Slay has a relationship with Coach Pearl. He's buddies with the son too. Yeah. So my guys, Stephen Pearl. I just think, man, that Coach Coach Pearl is a competitor, like to the utmost. And definitely, as much as he does for people, like Coach Pearl, like to get paid too. Like it ain't no question about it. So. I just think the resources. I'm not not saying that Auburn doesn't have them. I just think when you in the state of Kentucky, it's only one thing that matters, and that is basketball. And it's only two colors that matter. That's either red or blue. There's no middle. There's no. It ain't no gray area. And I think, man, with him being his age, like if you want to have a legacy, this would be it right here at this time. If not, I think you missed this ship. I think you stay at Auburn and you stay for a lifetime, you know, so they would have to give him a lifetime contract, I will believe, because, I mean, one, he deserves it. Two, man, the man can recruit and the man can coach. Like, they just went to the Final Four, you let's, know, so. Let's, let's hit on this a little bit when we okay. come back. I think it's an interesting topic because Louisville, not a Why blue. Why would you leave Auburn? Why? 
Because of Louisville. Isn't Louisville's it? not a blue blood, but it's right there. That it's mo- the next level. That's nope. all maroon blood. Nope. Yeah. We'll be right back. Three and tell. What a four five is No. Yes. <laughs> 